Hey everybody, this is Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a community where people can watch a cat play a piano or you can watch somebody play a video game. That's a regular thing too. There's a lot of amazing content on Twitch and you can find content creators that fit what you like to watch. And if you don't quite find what you're looking for, start streaming it yourself. We hope that you're going to love the world of Twitch because it's such an inviting world with tons to offer and there's really no limit to what the imagination brings. Check out Twitch today. everybody and welcome back to the three angry gamers podcast i'm your host curtis with me as always is jamie and dennis how are you two doing pretty good yeah pretty good we we missed you last time dennis how was your holidays oh yeah i guess it was good I think that was literally just because I forgot we were recording that day or something. We, yeah. we figured. That's what we were, we're like, you know what? He probably just forgot. That's fine. Yeah, I, I guess I couldn't remember which day we started. And I think I was a week off, which is why like. Oh, you know, yeah. That, it, I think it was like a week before and I sat there. I'm like, huh, I guess we're not recording today. And then I waited one and uh, like two weeks. And then I sat there. I'm oh, wait. Yeah, the second time I actually asked you guys, like, hey, are we recording this time? <laughs> so I guess in between, I must have missed one. Mm, yeah, you missed one, but it, was, it wasn't it was a big episode. It was, uh, yeah, Pokemon Snap. That's, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess we talked about Star Wars, too. That was the big thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> All uh, right, well, I'm here now. Yeah, and your holidays was good. You had a good, good time. Yeah, a pretty good time. Didn't really do anything, <laughs> but it was good. Yeah. How much you can do nowadays, anyways, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Let, let, let's get to the news. There's some good stuff. Uh, let's talk about the no cost games. Again, these aren't entirely always free because you may have to pay a f- service for them. But um, PlayStation Plus this uh, upcoming month, in terms of like February, you're getting Control uh, Ultimate Edition for PS4 and a free upgrade to PS5. Uh, Concrete mm. Genie and then Destruction All Stars is uh, a PS5 exclusive. Um, yeah, some good solid games. Although I know a lot of people are really pissed about Control Ultimate Edition because uh, mm. Remedy was telling people, "Hey, if you want the free upgrade to PS5, buy this version on PS4." So a bunch of people bought it, particularly because it was on sale for a while there, in the last couple months. Uh, and so people were buying it up and now it's free on PlayStation plus and people spent all that money buying it, locking in the free upgrade. And now they realize they could have just skipped that God for PlayStation plus. So 
I know people get a little upset about that kind of stuff, but it's also like part of me thinks that's just how unfortunately these these things yeah. go. Like, you know, there's Take no that way chance to... anytime you buy a game. Yeah, yeah. it might be free the next month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you might think, oh well, you know, it's not a big deal. I'll just get it now, and then you end up it's free. So it's happened to me plenty of times. I mean, I already own the game on PC. I'm not gonna. I'm not that interested in replaying it on consoles personally, but. Also, to get to the upgrade thing, too, I always fight it fighting when, with these consoles and people getting so upset about the upgrades when part of me is like, oh, PC, I can just upgrade whatever I want. It just right. works right away. Like, I don't have to, like, pay some extra mm-hmm. fee or worry about buying a certain version. Like, just get it, add it to your yeah. Steam library or whatever and play it whenever you want. So Change the graphic settings and then you're good. Exactly. <laughs> that's... That's what I always wonder when they do these upgraded versions for uh, consoles, if that's all they do is they just like basically go in and change the <laughs> graphic settings and export it. They're like, perfect, done. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. As Since I, I got the original uh, control, I had almost bought it, I think, like five or six times. So I'm pretty stoked that I did not buy it because now I'll just play all the DLC for free. So. Yeah, because that's the thing. I think like the DLCs are quite fun. So, if you haven't played through those, those are a lot of fun. There's the one that's like Alan Wake ties in, and it's weird and fun, so... Yeah, that's the one I'm excited for the most. Uh, Concrete Genie, I don't know anything about, so I'm just like... It's it's like a graffiti game. Like, there's graffiti creatures. I think that's what it was. And uh, huh. it, it looked okay. It's like a platformer, collectathon kind of game, I think, if I recall. Okay. It seemed kind of neat. People were pretty... Uh, positive about it i think when it came out so it's i think it's been pretty pretty decent get for for value wise at least like supposed to be pretty decent apparently it's got some vr components to it so mm-hmm. um yeah and then destruction all-stars that was announced as a ps5 launch game and then it got delayed but i mean it's free now so it's kind of like eh, that's a good trade-off yeah. that's uh, the game that was like uh it's like part uh what the hell is it uh rocket league and then part like destruction derby kind of thing i guess yeah like it definitely so it looks like a destruction derby type thing but then apparently you can get out of your car so if your car like gets wrecked or something you can still like run run around as a person but you could also die so uh it looks interesting um i don't have a ps5 yet so part of me is like (laughs) it's cool I don't know. I won't be able to play it anytime soon, but it's cool. So I'll check it out and see if it's any good. Uh, but yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm glad I'm not gonna have to pay for it to check it out. It's not something I would have bought. No, probably not. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping. I think they hope that it's gonna be like a Rocket League where it comes out and people just like gravitate to it, and make it a big deal. So yeah. Uh, and then the Epic Game Store is Dendera: Trials of Fear, which. I think the game was given for free on PlayStation Plus at one point because I know I have it in my PS4 library. It's fine. It's like a little Metroidvania, but your traversal is through like jumping from wall to wall, so you don't traverse like in a normal traditional fashion. Uh, yeah, it's all wall jumping. Yeah, even when you're on the ground, like it's jump to the ceiling and then jump to the floor. Yeah, like you sort of have to like aim yourself to get around. Right. And then next week is for the king which looks like some kind of indie game. I don't know anything about it, but it was like, well, it'll be free. So <laughs> um, fill up that library. 
Yeah, that's what they want you to do with uh, Epic. They want you to have a library so that you're logging in and seeing the sales. So, yeah, I will say it's worked pretty well on me at least. Like I, when they first announced Epic Store, I had zero interest in switching because of Steam, and now I'll check mm-hmm. every week. And I'll, yeah, you know, I've actually bought games on Epic just because I I got a coupon. So you know, they've yeah. done a pretty good job of getting me to have two places where I'll play PC games now. So. Part of me wonders yeah. if they'll ever stop giving out free games because I just sort of wonder if, mm-hmm. like, at a certain point, people are just like using it. They don't need to do it, but eh, for now, at least I'll take advantage of it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get on to some other news here. I think the biggest thing this week was the GameStop investment uh, thing that happened, <laughs> which right. I'm not a financial expert, but. This is what I can ascertain from it so far is that uh, a bunch of sort of like amateur casual investors use the this app to basically invest in a bunch of penny stocks. So like really like low cost stock. But in doing so, they raised the value of the stock so that the the stock raised in value so they're basically sort of finding a way to kind of raise the value of the stock that they just bought and then basically now gamestop's got like a shit ton of capital from it and like it's gamestop so it's also like they were like supposed to die off a long time ago and here of a sudden these investors are like you know going in and, and uh investing in the company and saving it potentially um but then also too like this is a lot of people are saying like this is a case of you know you have wall street and all these like more professional people who are investing and you know they they they're kind of being shown that like they don't have as much control as they think they do because these bunch of casual guys were able to go in and you know change the market in some pretty substantial ways so yeah i mean it's it's pretty cool that like uh it started off with a bunch of hedge funds buying the stock because they assumed it was going to be shit and, and, and take a dump uh, so they can make some money off it by doing short sells. Mm-hmm. And that uh, the, the, the collective Reddit uh, people seem to get enough people interested in trying to screw those people over the, that, that they actually were able to make something happen. I think that I, they said they cost them like several billion dollars already, yeah, uh, which is kind of yep. nuts. So yeah, yeah they drove like guys. I think two <laughs> hedge funds into the ground basically. Great. Um I mean yeah. I've been following this pretty closely. Uh besides that, like cuz the hedge funds were like the short sellers, so they were basically betting that the GameStop stock was going to go down, which right. I mean to be true if you're asking anybody then yeah, everybody would probably agree like yeah, it's kind of like going the way of blockbuster, it's probably going to go down. Yeah. But they were just kind of rather greedy about it and they did a lot of this. Um, so when this Redditor found out, he's like, Hey, they're kind of being like greedy. We can just like buy the stock to jack up the price. And that's kind of what they did. Now, some, some other folks who are, uh, saying that like, yeah, I mean like your amateurish investors are jacking up the price, but I feel like there's probably also other, uh, other wall street guys who are helping out. Um, mm. it's almost like 
it's almost like so like your amateur dudes are like the little guys you got your big guys on wall street um and they're saying like the hedge fund folks are almost like the middle people and the big guys and the little guys are kind of squeezing out the middle guy causing these hedge funds to go bankrupt basically mm. um but the big guys are still kind of blaming it on the little guys uh, because the little guys are kind of making a lot of noise, right? The folks on Reddit and they're like saying, yeah. basically like to them, it's like they're holding the line and they're trying to fight back against, you know, the big guys. But that's that's another thing that I've heard is that they think, well, you might have gotten some help from other other folks because there are big companies, I think, who absolutely still own GameStop stock and they're making a lot of money off of this just as your average Joe investors are. Well, like... I don't know if you guys do much investing, but like I have, I think it's like a hedge fund or I want to say or something like that. But like I have a company that sort of manages my investments and they emailed me and they're like, we have, we got to talk. And they put in like at the time, like $600 into GameStop, GameStop stock based on like different stuff I mentioned that I wanted to invest in. And mm-hmm. ended up, I got like something like thirty-two thousand dollars off a six hundred dollar investment. Like it's fucking wild. Like it's yeah. it, it. It really is sort of interesting in that like a bunch of people have basically turned this around and basically made this into a thing. And I don't think anyone saw this coming. Can you imagine being GameStop? Like you're getting all these calls yeah. and they're like, <laughs> I swear the trading program was supposed to be a good thing, and they're like, Oh wait, no, it's nothing like this. I'm so. convinced this is all a result of all those people playing the stock market in Animal Crossing <laughs> and deciding that they wanted to move to the next level. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, yeah. I personally have benefited from it, so I'm not going to complain. I was debating whether I wanted to sell or you know keep the stock going, but I think this might be the peak for it. Like, I feel like it. this might be at the point where it starts to go down, but yeah, I ended up selling my stock, so... There you go. Yeah, I think that's smart. It's like at the end of the day, it's a zero sum game. A lot of folks are making money right now because those hedge funds lost a lot of money. So at yeah. some point when this inevitably inevitably falls, uh, I think unfortunately a lot of these average Joe investors might be losing out on money. Yeah. So I do feel kind of bad. So but we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm not a financial expert. I just no, watch no, YouTube by videos. Any stretch. <laughs> And like even my my the guy that manages my investments, he was telling me like now's a good time to sell because he says, I doubt it's gonna go higher than this. Like it mm-hmm. might might go down a little bit and still be relatively high, but like this this is probably the peak. And I'm thinking like thirty two whatever thousand dollars on a six hundred dollar investment. Yeah, I I came away a winner. So why am I gonna mm-hmm. Why am I going to all of a sudden go, well, no, now's the time that I'm going to not do this. Like, eh, it's just like walk away a winner. So, um, so anyways, yeah, hopefully you have some stock in GameStop because that was a good idea. Apparently, um, <laughs> cyberpunk has added mod support, although they quickly removed a Keanu sex mod. So <laughs> I feel bad for the guy. But, cue, cue the joke of yeah. we can't have nice things, you know. I mean, if you give the internet the tools to do uh, weird sex mods, they're gonna do weird sex mods. That is, yeah, that that's I believe rule. I don't History know. History has taught us anything. Yeah, that's right. The internet. Yeah, this is 
this is what CD Projekt Red said about the mod itself. They said, when it comes to models of real people, we kindly ask that you refrain from using them in any situation that might be found offensive if you don't have their explicit permission. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think real, the reality is, is, do you think Keanu Reeves would even care if there was a sex mod about him? Like, he seems like such a chill dude. He I seems like a chill dude. Yeah, yeah, he'd probably just be like, whatever. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I never checked out the mod. Part of me doesn't even care, to be honest. Like, it seems like such a weird thing to be, you know, excited about or do or whatever. But I do like the idea that we're finally getting mod support. So I'm just thinking yeah. of, like, what I would want, ideally, in a mod. Like, maybe you have one that turns your character into Iron Man. That'd be cool. <laughs> An Iron Man mod for this would be kind of amazing. So. The biggest thing I think will be when when we get proper third person mod, I will be all over that. I want to play the game in third person. I like third mm. person in general, so yeah, I can totally yeah. agree with that. Um, there also was a hot fix that came out that broke the game because it basically there's a mission in Act Two where you're talking to a character in a diner and they talk on the phone for a little bit, and the hot fix that came out basically caused it so that the phone call would go on indefinitely and would never end so you couldn't actually progress through the mission so yeah but that got fixed so it's it's all good but just goes to show cd project red can't get any slack man like Mm -hmm. tries tries to fix the game breaks it so um ea creates a new skate studio so this i don't know Part of me thinks this has to be in response to the Tony Hawk game doing well, the one two remake, so they yeah, said was, they were gonna make a skate four, right? Like they that was something they could I feel like that's been on the cards for like almost a decade now. When did Skate Three come out? Oh shit. Like two thousand nine maybe? If I'm maybe? Maybe two thousand ten. Twenty ten. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean it's been over a decade now at this point, basically. Or almost Yeah. I mean every year it'd be the Skate Four, when Skate Four coming out. And I think I think it was last year at, at uh G or not GDC at uh, E three that someone finally said, Okay, well there is a skate game coming and then they never said if it's officially skate four or if it's like a mobile thing or whatever. So yeah. we just yeah. all assumed it's skate four. It's the Doom Eternal of yeah. skate games. <laughs> Just gotta flick your finger. It's the best way to control a skating game. Um, um, that was sarcasm. Don't actually do that. Um, I, I didn't put this the... in the notes, but apparently some people had some impressions of Doom Eternal, and they said it wasn't actually, or not Doom Eternal. Sorry, um, Diablo Immortal. I think it's called. Fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I fucked that yeah. up. But yeah, Diablo Immortal. Apparently, some people had some good positive reactions to playing it, and I'm like, huh. we'll never get it. Apparently. <laughs> I, I, it's gotta be coming out sometime soon i guess it's i kind of like just want to play it and be surprised at how good it actually potentially is so i think like, isn't blizzcon like next month like yeah i think so really? so maybe we'll mm-hmm. finally get diablo immortal news next month maybe we'll finally find out what's happening with overwatch 2 because remember that yeah. was the thing that's so. supposed to be out soon too i think like early this year yeah i think everyone forgot about overwatch 2 I only remembered it now, and I was like, huh, that was a thing. I forgot about Overwatch in general, and I just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That game was, it was like a thing back in the day. Like, we played it quite a bit. I, I played it with yeah. a bunch of people. Like, it, it was a thing. 
you were it was you, a thing for a good time good long time for me like i played yeah. it for a good two and a half almost three years it felt like so yeah yeah um <laughs> i even remember like there's the professional teams like i had a job interview at, like the professional overwatch team and it was like crazy like they treated it like a proper sports team like just similar to like an nhl or nfl kind of team it was weird um <laughs> speaking of ea or something that ea doesn't have a hand in there's apparently a new kotor or knights of the old republic game coming but it's not from ea so could be from any studio. I think if I had to choose, it would probably be Obsidian. If I had to wager a guess. I mean, that'd be cool. Except that would mean it'd be Xbox or PC only, correct? Yeah. Well, hypothetically, they could choose, right? Like, I think Microsoft I guess if it's said, Star Wars, maybe they'll have to like put it out on multiple things. The yeah, because I know yeah. Microsoft has said it's it's their prerogative as to whether it goes yeah. out on both or not. I case imagine if it was a Star cases. Wars game, but that would be like the the ideal, or even uh, Larian. I know Larian's busy right now with oh, Baldur's Gate yeah. three, but like fuck Larian, <laughs> uh, Knights of the Old Republic game would be amazing. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, uh, Resident Evil 4 remake is getting a partial reboot, potentially getting delayed as well. But there's no hard facts yeah. on that yet. But apparently, the Capcom was looking at the game and said it was too similar to the first game, which the team that's working on also worked on Resident Evil 3. And there's a lot of cut content from the original Resident Evil 3 that they took out. So part of me is like, well. Maybe putting having it be more faithful was probably a good thing, but they apparently disagreed. So they've got a new team yeah, working I, on it. I saw something that said like the reason they they switched the team was in, directly in response to the negative reaction about the content being cut from Resident Evil Three, which good because there's no reason to cut anything out of Resident Evil Four. That game is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Main thing, like I want them to add like some stuff that maybe like set up the story a bit more. Because yeah. I mean, I don't think people really remember this, but like when Resident Evil Four came out, it seemed like such a jarring shift that like Leon went from being like this happy-go-lucky cop to being like this hardened FBI agent, secret agent guy. Yeah, yeah, it was a little <laughs> weird. So like, I kind of want like maybe some story set up for that, where maybe you kind of explain that a little more, since you have the technology now to do some good cutscenes and all that. So. But looking at Resident Evil Village, like that definitely has some RE4 vibes. Like, yeah, I could definitely see visually how they could go from a uh, village to Resident Evil for a remake. So, yeah, that's a game I'm very excited about. But I want to see some more stuff before I say too much. But yeah, uh, Battlefront Two adds 19 million new players to the game. Which is oh, yeah. huge. Yeah. Like that game wow. was like pretty much dead. Like EA had basically admitted that like they were not gonna work on the game anymore. They were moving on. Now there's 19 million players. They actually had to like go in and actually put in a few patches and stuff. They actually had to you basically go back and work on the game because Epic Game Store gave it up for free and basically revitalized that game. So it's crazy. 
Um, but I think it also shows to EA that, you know, a Battlefront 3 is probably a good idea. There's so yeah. many rumors right now that they're working on one because uh, the actors that were in the campaign for Battlefront 2 are back in the studio working together. And either it's a huge coincidence that they're all working together or my guess is that they're working on the campaign for Battlefront 3. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, and then final bit of news, Gabe says there's more Valve games in development. Uh, sure, Gabe. Sure. <laughs> sure, Gabe. You, when you can count to three is when I'll start believing. Yeah. I see you, Gabe Newell. I know what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they did come out with Half-Life Alex, and apparently that was a big success for them, so... Yeah. You know. I They're... think that was, like, the first thing they put out in at least four or five years, though, right? Like, it felt like it's been a bit since they've done anything other than Dota or... Uh... Yeah. I think, well... They did auto chess game. Is that, that was the other thing they did. Let's see. List of Valve games. Because uh, I yeah. want to say the last thing I remember was Portal 2. But artifact, yeah, that artifact. Dota card game, yeah, no. the lab, which is a oh, yeah, and then basically, the like, yeah. all right, Counter Strike. Okay, so they have been working on some stuff, but <laughs> it's it's pretty sparse. Like, Dota 2 has been it for them for a long time, Portal 2, yeah. Came out 2011 slash 2014. Almost 10 years ago, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Wow. Well, what a weird time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll I'll get s- Dota 3. Wait, is Dota, there was Dota 2, right? I never played Dota. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Dota was like the old mod for Warcraft 3, and then they made it into an actual proper standalone thing. I always remember, like, I looked at Dota and I was playing League at the time, and I'm like, no, I can't play two of these. My brain will take it. So, mm-hmm. cool. Let's get on to what we've been playing. Dennis, it's been a while. What have you been playing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I played a few things over the holidays. Um, I played Metal Gear Solid The Phantom Pain, nice. and this is my first ever Metal Gear Solid game and oh, wow. first ever Hideo Kojima game. So oh I was gosh. I was in for a treat, and boy, <laughs> I, I get it. I get the whole Kojima storyline <laughs> weirdness thing that I think people talk about. It's all over the place. It's entertaining. I think the gameplay was pretty fun too, but that storyline and the characters is just so wild it's it's a ride i can't um, even imagine jumping into metal gear Solid Five <laughs> as the first one i would be so like i've yeah. played every single metal gear game ever made and i still was like what the fuck well, okay. is going on at times <laughs> canonically speaking it's the third game in the franchise still yeah. it's kind of a bit messy because you have metal gear solid 3 which is the first Right, that's and then in the 60s, yeah. There was the uh, PSP one. Yeah. Um, I forget the name of Peace the PSP. Walker. Peace, Peace Walker. Walker, yeah. That was the sequel to that, and then Metal Gear Solid 5 is the sequel to that, and then you have Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 and 4. I think it's how it goes canonically. <laughs> okay. It's, I, it's wild. It's one of my favorite franchises. Wow. The games are so much fun. Um, 
but I think like in terms of gameplay, five is the best. Like five in terms of like the gunplay and like how you can customize your guns and all that stuff. Like it's a it's a pretty fun game. At least I think so. But I agree. I love that game. It's great. Have you beaten it yet? Um, I I I've played. Okay, so I've basically beaten it, and I, I'm I've stopped playing by now. But okay. I I did beat it. I finished what they called like chapter one, which I think is like 30-ish missions. Um, and then they have a chapter two, which right. is only like four to five missions. And I didn't realize that. So when I finished chapter one, I thought I was done the game. And even though they were like, oh, coming up in chapter two, like it's a show or something. I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. neat. But I did some like Googling. I'm like, oh, I misunderstood. And I thought like chapter two was almost like, a DLC or something or like because it had slightly different modes but I basically at that point was like yeah no I'm done with this game <laughs> like I had fun but I'm good <laughs> it's like you have to replay some of those missions it's kind of weird yeah yeah exactly I think that was why I was like well if I replay it then I don't really want to play it again <laughs> so yeah. they did yeah. some odd stuff with the end of that game yeah that's why I asked right. if you beat it because I I feel like yeah, that game just abruptly ends and doesn't make any yep. sense. It it feels like they were like, all right, Kojima, wrap wrap it the fuck up. You're out of here. We're done with you. <laughs> like, just get out of here. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I ended up watching basically like the cutscenes though on YouTube somewhere because I I was at that point pretty interested in the wacky story. And I was curious, like, oh, what happens after, you know, all of this stuff? So I did watch mm-hmm. it. So I, I like the story the most. The gameplay was all right. Like, I'm not much of a stealth game person. And I think, you know, the mechanics are all really well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, like, it just, after playing through the entirety of the chapter one, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I've had enough. Yeah. Now, the question is, did you find the recording of the guy using the bathroom and then yes. put, <laughs> put it in a stall and then get someone to go check on it because the dude had diarrhea? Because that is the... <laughs> okay, I, I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I picked it up and that was the only thing I, I'm like, oh well, that's interesting, but you, you I didn't use that recording it. to make someone think that you're in the bathroom and then kill them. Follow up question. <laughs> Who's your favorite companion? Hmm. Uh I've used Quiet like the entire time. Oh yeah, quiet for her um sniping abilities. Yeah, the sniping's great. Yeah. That's the thing <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, also to her busty, busty bust line. Yeah, that's that's. Awesome. Oh, that's oh, was she busty? I, I didn't, I didn't notice. <laughs> I, I just liked her sniping. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, that's fun. You, you don't see physical appearance. You see her for the woman she is. I appreciate mm. that. But also, I, I, <laughs> when I was playing, I was like, oh, she's got some big boobs. I'm gonna pull and shoot her, but. She, then I found out that she's pretty amazing because especially when you level mm. her up and she's got like some amazing like takedowns and she can do it from pretty far away. So, yeah. Yeah. But also, she's, yeah, she's fun game. Rusty, so, uh, what else have you been playing? Uh, I finished near automata or near automata. I don't know how they want to say it, but mm. it's, it was interesting. I didn't expect it to be such a short game, but then I realized that you're supposed to play through it like multiple times. 
yes. which I'm like, eh, I played a little bit of my second playthrough, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, the so, reality is, so, is you could just go watch all those endings on YouTube if you really wanted to. Exactly, like. <laughs> which is what I did. <laughs> yeah, so if, if you play through that game and just quit after the first ending, like, you are missing about half the game. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I heard. Like, how much, like, I was, like, shocked at how much they fit after the initial uh the initial clear it's weird mm. it's a weird game mm. i did exactly what kurt said i i ended up watching all of the other endings and got the full story which i think was very interesting and in the way they did it like oh you're supposed to replay this so many times and you kind of get a different story or new like insights mm -hmm. each time but at that point i think like the gameplay for me by then was already like all right i'm done with the gameplay <laughs> yeah so Especially like the second playthrough where you play as I think 9S is the name and like you do this hacking mini game all the time and I yeah. didn't like the hacking mini game so I just I didn't want to play through it. To, was the hacking mini game like a like a like a shooting thing or something? Yeah, it was almost yeah. like a twin stick shooter. Yeah, okay, I remember it now. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, but the soundtrack in that game was so good. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, this, music. This great stuff uh the they're putting out the first game that they had on the 360 soon uh i think that's like april this year so i'm really excited to go back because i never played through that one uh, mm -hmm. but after mm -hmm. playing Autom automata i'm excited for it nice cool yeah um the final thing that i've kind of just just started is control and i'm already hooked i think I have no idea how far in I am, but like I'm totally hooked. This game, the story immediately caught my attention. It's just like it's so interesting the world that they built. So. It's very David Lynchian. Oh yeah, Twin Peaks all the way. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm totally down for. No, yeah. that's a game that occasionally I just boot up and replay, just because I find that gameplay loop so satisfying between like the powers and the gunplay and all that stuff. It's yeah, it's really solid. Yeah, it feels real solid. I love it. I I had no problem completing every single uh, quest that you can get in that game just because all the side stuff is so well done. Yeah. Uh, Wait. Are you talking about... Maybe I haven't gotten that far, so... Are you seeing so, the side stuff as in, like, those... Um, what are they called? Like, the board helping you? Those, like, almost yes. achievement so, things? Really? Well, oh. so, so there's things that, like, you have to do to get, like, all the quests done or whatever. But, like, yeah, there there's some side missions where you get to do some things that are, that are pretty fun. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, definitely recommend playing through the side missions because there's some cool ones. Nice. All right. We'll look out for that. Cool. Yeah, that's all I've been playing, really. Nice. Um, I can go next. Uh... I started playing The Medium, which is a new mm. horror game. And by the way, first Xbox exclusive. So, eh. oh. I mean, I played it on PC, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize this was the first Xbox exclusive. I was like, huh. I would have thought there would have been something else that was exclusive to Xbox, but apparently not. So, uh, if you're not familiar, this game basically is about a character who goes to a hospital to investigate what's going on with her powers to like communicate with the dead or like some kind of like other reality. And she quickly sort of explores this in two realms. One is like 
the world of which like the real world as you know it but then also too there's this other like alternate reality and how they do this is it's almost like a split screen where you're controlling both characters but simultaneously with the one controller or keyboard oh this is that game i heard about this yeah so puzzles and everything are largely dependent on you uh doing things in one realm that affect the other so like maybe you have to like flip a switch on one that opens up a door that the other person can go into and do something so there's a little bit of sort of like the puzzles really benefit from this and i think that's kind of what makes this game so interesting is the different puzzles and stuff also too this game is short i managed to beat it in just over eight hours i think it took me like eight and a half hours to beat it but also i was kind of grateful for that because i think i started to get a little tired of the of the shtick of the two screens so i think Mm. it worked well because just as i was starting to get a little exhausted of it the game was done so part of me wants to say it was short but then part of me is also like maybe it was the right length for Good what length. they want to do yeah. yeah so i have a question about how like yeah. the, when you control the character do you move the exact same way on both like realities or both screens or is it like you can control each person like independently you control both at the same time so weird yeah um, yeah so yeah, I've been I've been watching for that game because it had a very Silent Hill vibe to me, mm-hmm. and uh, that was very intriguing to me. And then the whole like split reality thing was seemed like a pretty cool hook. So I will I will be picking that up soon. I think. Yeah, it's it's a good psychological horror. It's a little clunky when it's not puzzles. So I think that was maybe where I got a little iffy on the game, in particular. Uh, sort of some of the other i don't want to spoil too much but like some of the other elements of the game aside from the puzzles were just a little clunky and a little like eh. Mm. i will say though i did like the writing the the main character like she wasn't the silent protagonist or someone who was dull or boring like she was sassy she was sarcastic i kind of enjoyed that like i i think it made the game Mm. more interesting that she had a little bit of personality to her more than some other people like i think of like some of the Silent Hill games and stuff like that, where they're just so serious all the time. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy that there was a little bit of wit and sarcasm to the, to everything. So nice. Uh, I'd give it like, oh man, probably like an eight out of 10. I did really enjoy it. Um, next up is cyber shadow. This comes from the create. Well, Here's the thing. It's from the company that made Shovel Knight, but they're publishing mm-hmm. it, not developing it. But the developer oh. obviously was is basically in line with what they do with Shovel Knight. So, like, your 8-bit game, kind of throwback game. This one's more of a throwback to Ninja Gaiden. So, very much like ninjas and swords and abilities. Uh, this is a little more Metrovania, Metroidvania than I was expecting. Um, so as you go through the levels, you gain abilities, uh, every time you beat a boss and those abilities, you can go back to different levels and replay the levels with those abilities and kind of like get different kind of stuff. So that was kind of cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now, this game is fucking hard, like infuriatingly, (laughs) like toss your fucking laptop out a window infuriating. I got so mad at this game. 
constantly as I was trying to beat it. Because there's just things that this game does that are just not fair. Like, I'm just going to come out and say it. Like, it's just not fair. Uh, there's times you'll be, like, doing jumps and then you are online, like, some kind of floor that'll collapse and fall to the ground and then you have to try to move but then there's shooting from all angles and you can't get to the enemies and you're just like i'm fucked like i can't do anything like i'm just screwed and it was so frustrating this game gets really hard uh even in the beginning it's tough and it kind of lets up a little bit in the middle and then by the end it's just like i don't even know what the fuck i'm doing anymore i'm just so frustrated like it's just it's not an easy game, and I would say if you're not into challenging games, don't buy it because it's not for the faint of heart. But I managed to beat it, surprisingly. But, uh, yeah, definitely it's a game that you're going to want to, you know, maybe <laughs> either get good or maybe play something else. But, yeah, I will say this. They, they are very forgiving when you do die. So, um the big thing when you're playing it is like if you die you don't lose anything uh and when you respawn there are ways that you can buy these power-ups from your respawn points that give you an extra advantage so like maybe you can ex you know extend your blade to make it go a little farther and reach harder to uh, hit enemies uh you can also get this like blade that just kind of like swings around you and you can hit it with your sword to like launch it towards enemies really far away so like there are ways that you can make the game easier through these power-ups but it does cost money so you know it's a question of do you want to spend the money to get the temporary upgrades you know maybe if you're mm. kind of stalling in one area you can so there are ways to make it easier but even then it could be pretty tough so uh, i was actually I considering picking that up myself so uh it sounds like right up my alley yeah. Hard Ninja Gaiden type game. And here's the <laughs> thing. I beat it, so it's not like it's totally impossible, but it's a game that will, like, you're going to die a lot, and it's going to frustrate you. And if you're like me, you're just going to, like, go walk around for a bit and be like, how do I beat that? How do I beat that? But it, it, it's good. <laughs> I ended up liking this in the end. I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I would say, well worth your time, but, um, yeah. Definitely, you'll, you'll want to check that out when that's out. Um, I think it's out now, actually, so you can get it right now. But yep, awesome. Uh, next up is Red Out Space Assault. Uh, this is a new, like, kind of like a shoot 'em up type game. So very similar to like 1945, I think it's called or whatever. Um, yeah. Basically, like the idea is, is that you go, you're going along a track and you're shooting enemies. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Also a very frustrating game in that it throws a lot at you and it's not always fair. But uh, I, I got a little kind of frustrated with how like it, the game really does kind of like limit you in a lot of ways. And I just didn't think it really paid off well. I wish there was a little bit more like openness to how everything went. Uh, part of me just got a little bit frustrated with just how consistently everything just kind of like seemed to be kind of just throwing everything at you. And mm. I was thinking like, I wish I could open this up and maybe explore a little bit more of the game. 
rather than being on this frustrating track all the time. Um, the graphics too are are not necessarily the best. Um, I do think the graphics could have done a little bit better. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll I'll say this: this is, if you're into like those kind of like space flighty kind of games that are on tracks like this, you'll probably enjoy this. If you're more into like the open kind of space games, you might find this a little limiting. But um, yeah, I'd give this a seven out of ten. It's it's okay. I I think you have to be a fan of these games to be really into it. But you know, if you looking at like, it, it reminds me of Star Fox a lot. Yeah, very Star Fox mm. So yeah. Um. Yeah, so yeah, 7 out of 10. I would recommend it if you're into those types of games. I would honestly probably think this would be good if it was like free on Epic at one point or something like that. So, mm. um, Next up, Baldur's Gate 3. I'm still playing that. In fact, I probably play it more than I play Hearthstone these days. <laughs> um, which is crazy. Um, Larian's apparently working on patch number 4 right now. So I'm ready Man. to bury my characters. May they rest in peace. Um, because yeah, your your save files don't carry over from patch to patch. So once it's um, you know once they come to patch number four, that's that's going to be in it. Um, but I I do enjoy the game. I know we were talking about playing multiplayer. We ne- we haven't yet, but I do want to play multiplayer at one point. Yeah, I'm still still would like to do that. Just need to get the time. But yeah, because yeah. yeah, the game's gorgeous. The the different ways you can play are, are pretty fun. I know, like, in terms of, like, the different characters, I kind of lean towards either playing as a warlock or playing as a beastmaster. Those are the two that I find the most entertaining to play. The mm-hmm. warlock, I go with a high charisma, and then they have this Aldridge Blast, I think it's called. And there's also this like misty misty steps i think they call it so you can like misty step up somewhere high so you're high above and you have an advantage on your attacks because you're high above and then your aldridge blast gets a boost from your charisma so i just aldridge blast all the enemies and it's just ridiculous so (laughs) if you're like i don't know what to play try playing as a warlock with a high charisma and just aldridge blast your way through the game uh, but yeah, Beastmaster is also fun. You can like summon a spider or a bear or a wolf. So, yeah. Fun game. I'm excited to see what they bring in patch number four, though. Uh, I'm. Pardon me, hope they added some more classes. Like, yeah. it's been such a while with these classes that we've had. I like the game, but I do want to try some more classes. I know they'll add it eventually, but I wouldn't mind maybe a little bit more. Um, and then finally, Cyberpunk 2077. I did play a little bit. I'm still in Act 2. I haven't progressed that much. I got really into getting all the different cars and doing different side quests, so I'm still in Act 2, but I'm still playing the game, um, for better or for worse. I think the game is good, but I still think, like, I don't know. There, there are some parts of the game that kind of, like, get a little weird for me, but I still largely enjoy the game, so... Jamie, what have you been playing these days? Uh, yeah, so I've been playing an awful lot of uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Nice. Uh, I did some zombie runs. Uh, I did 
uh, some multiplayer. I've just been playing a lot. Like my buddy picked it up, so we've been pretty much playing multiplayer every day. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's 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 better than it's gotten better since launch, I think, because they've added some maps. Because I think that was my biggest problem when it first came out. Was I think uh, when when we were first playing it, even I think there was only like four maps. It felt like, uh, mm. and so they've added a couple more now, and it seems like at least you get a more variety. Um, nice. But yeah, the 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 uh, progression system in that game is very addictive for me. I just want to keep unlocking uh, gun skins and. Uh, I'm trying to get my second gold gun with uh, uh, tactical rifles so I can get my diamond skin for tactical rifles, but I'm still a ways off from that. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, still great. Still love it. Uh, I've also been playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, uh, okay. So I picked that up, or actually, I shouldn't say I picked it up. I got it for Christmas, and I started uh, playing it a little bit. Um, it is pretty good uh if you're not familiar with it it's open world game from sucker punch which is the people who did the infamous series uh except for this one set in uh samurai era japan uh basically you are on this island sashima and you get invaded by uh mongols and uh your your whole like family is is basically you know, taken down, and you're trying to figure out, like, how can you rescue the head of your family, who is your uncle? Um, and, yeah, so you're, you're a samurai, and you're basically trying to, like, cobble together this resistance force to go rescue your uncle, uh, and as you're trying to, to do this, you, like, come across this woman who's more like of, like, a, a ninja than a samurai, and she's trying to get you to, like, embrace the way of sneakiness and, and you're kind of like having this moral dilemma of like I'm the samurai I fight you know my enemy head on I use honor and meanwhile she's like yeah but if you just like you know snuck around and like stab this dude in the back like it would be so much easier <laughs> so like yeah it's kind of cool because you're 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 learning the way of the ninja and kind of like having to adapt your uh your code to to uh to figure out how to save your uncle. So yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, open world is, is pretty, uh, standard kind of thing they're doing here. They got like three sections of this Island and like, you can only really go to the first one for like the first chunk of the game. And as you unlock missions, you'll get more areas you can explore. So I'm still in that first area, like the bottom half of the Island. Um, mm. but yeah, it's, it's a very pretty game. Uh, <laughs> They've added some PS5 optimizations so you can run it at uh, 60 frames a second uh, with the uh, the higher resolution that they had on PS4 Pro. So it looks super nice and nice. it's super fluid. Uh, and it's just a really breathtaking game to look at. Uh, but the combat is, is pretty satisfying. It's very much, um, you know, attack, parry, uh, reaction-based kind of... Uh, stuff so it's kind of like got a little bit of a Dark Soulsy kind of thing going on to it, but not quite. Uh, and then you you get some other things like ninja skills where you can like throw knives, and you get a bow that you can shoot people with. So it's it's pretty good. Um, nice. I think as you unlock new skills, like you can eventually like start throwing bombs and stuff, and and you know it it seems like you train you can tailor your play style to either be. Uh, 
you know more stealthy or if you want to just literally just go in and, and uh samurai it up and just have sword fights you can do that too it's pretty cool nice. um I'm kind of interested because there's a, a new component to the game that they put out post-launch, which is their Legends mode, uh, which is apparently kind of like Destiny, uh, mm. from what I've been reading. Like, they have, like, missions, and you can have different loadouts and, and kind of, like, these classes that kind of adhere to a Destiny style. Like, here's the tank class, here's the damage dealer class, and here's the support character class. So uh that you can play with other people and there's like actually like raids and stuff which is kind of mm. bonkers to think about so uh i i do want to get through the actual story campaign first and then i'll go check out that other mode uh if i can find some people playing it so nice uh, but yeah so far i think i'm i'm still pretty early on but i think i'm i'm gonna say i'd give it a eight out of ten okay. uh, what i've experienced so far i'm i'll you know my score might change a little bit as i play it but it's a really solid open world game combat's great and uh like i said it's very very pretty to look at so nice. uh very good uh i also played a game called crosscode mm. which is a 2d like action rpg game so it's kind of like got like a zelda vibe going on like old school top-down zelda games mm. uh, but the the story is basically you are a character or actually you are playing a character in an mmo that is like done in real life so it's like these people uh have these things called avatars but the avatars exist in the real world uh and they play this this mmo on this like specific island it seems like uh so you're controlling this character from somewhere not sure where on this real life island and you're trying to uh solve like this mystery of like what happened to your memory because you've lost it um but the combat in that game is pretty fun uh there's like very much a uh twin stick shooter kind of meets zelda thing going on so you can you have ranged attacks and you you have to solve puzzles with your ranged attack and uh the combat is is very much like dash dodge uh melee and shoot kind of stuff um but yeah it's it's pretty good so far the writing is pretty well done uh the graphics look really nice it kind of like I, I it reminds me of those old 90s uh top-down action rpgs like secret of mana and mm. uh zelda and stuff like that so it's it's definitely got like some good roots in uh, inspiration i think but yeah i'm still really early on in that game so i wouldn't get a score yet but like it's definitely uh an intriguing world and i kind of want to see where they go with the story um and then the last thing i've been playing uh is crash bandicoot 4 because apparently i wanted to play a throwback platformer uh <laughs> And actually, it's it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like, mm. so I played the Crash reboot uh, or the remakes that they put out a couple years ago, and I thought they were fine. But I thought the games kind of had that, like, man, this is a product of the '90s kind of thing. Like, it's hard. The controls are kind of clunky, even though it looks really nice now. Like, the jumping in those old Crash games never felt as good as it probably could. Uh, it's just kind of little little in spots i guess is the right way to put it because you're you're jumping all these fucking boxes and you have to like you know bounce across pits and stuff like that and it sometimes it just felt kind of iffy 
Um, this game somehow has improved upon that quite a bit, I think. Uh, and it's simple things like they put like they put like a, a, a shadow like highlight under your character when you're jumping, so you can kind of tell like what you're jumping over a little bit better than you could in in the old Crash uh, reboot games that they did. Uh, and it, it something so simple and stupid you'd be surprised at how much of a difference it's made in just feeling more accurate with where you're trying to make the character jump. And I think they've just overall just made the character a little bit like more uh, control. Uh, the, t the control's a little tighter, I think. So it's, um, it's pretty good. It's exactly what you expect. If you're, if you've ever played a crash bandicoot game, it's, it's like get a bunch of whatever the hell the, the, the thing you have to get in every level is usually it's a gem or a crystal and then mm -hmm. uh, break all the boxes in a level and uh, uh the, the thing that they've added in this game that they didn't have in the other ones is they've they've added like character skins so like every gem you unlock if you get a certain amount i think there's like six in a level uh if you unlock them all you'll get a new skin and then you can use that skin in other levels they do absolutely nothing so far like there's no like gameplay differences but it'll just be like a cosmetic thing which is fine um and then uh yeah so you're going through all the levels trying to unlock all these skins and and get all the gems and then they have these challenge levels also that you can unlock which you get by uh, uh collecting these like hidden tapes that are basically you know just play a quick thing where you have to break like 50 boxes in this shitty like pattern and figure out how to do it without falling down pit or something like that so uh but yeah it's it's very much like a throwback platformer to the to the 90s games just done with like modern quality of life improvements um so it's pretty good uh they they have two modes you can play the game and you can play it with like the checkpoint mode where you just basically have unlimited lives and if you die it just you know you have a death counter and i think one of the gems you can get uh is based on like can you finish the the level without uh dying more than three times or something like that and and then uh they have another mode where it's actually you have lives and if you run out of lives it's like game over which i decided yeah. to just go with the the modern one which is the checkpoints and not having uh limited lives just because whatever i'm not gonna here and and apparently you don't mm. need to have either mode on for trophies so whatever i'm not gonna worry about keeping track of my, my character's lives nice. um but yeah it's it's really good i think i would give it a eight out of ten uh if you're into platformers definitely check it out it's well done it controls well and it looks really nice i do want to get that but i think i'm waiting until it's going to come on pc eventually before I yeah it, but I, I I only picked it up I think because it was like on sale during the holidays. Uh, it was like thirty bucks or twenty bucks or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, it's good. It seems like with those games, Activision waits a year or so until they put it out on PC. So, because uh, mm -hmm. I know the Crash Bandicoot collection is all on uh, PC, so it's not like they they don't do it. It's just it seems like they they wait a little while to before they do because i think they know once they put it out on pc it's probably gonna get right pirating quite a bit so mm, makes sound, sense yeah sound reality but cool uh well, i think that's it for this week um cool well i don't know what we're going to be talking about next time who knows <laughs> maybe some new star wars game i don't know i don't i can't really think of any like upcoming reviews i have i think I'm supposed to be getting my copy of... Actually, no, that's not true. I think I should have my review... 
review copy of uh, Super Mario uh, Bowser's Fury. Sometimes. Oh soon. yeah, that's soon. I think that I'm hopefully hopefully going to be getting that sometime soon. So hopefully we'll be talking about that next week. So, all right. Well, until next time, everyone. Bye for now.